Brendan to get carried away, is it? No, not at all. What a time to be alive. Same as the goal. Disposal efficiency. Another week of footy done and in the books. The Blues with another win. The Tigers with another loss. <laughs> what a time to be alive, eh? Mate, I don't think this has ever happened before. I don't remember the last time this happened. It's uh, it's a weird position to be in. I know. Like Carlton's in the eight. They're above Richmond and above Essendon and Collingwood. So that means a lot for a Carlton supporter, even though it's only round four, round five. Um, being above those three teams is uh, very significant, especially where we've been over the last 20 years. Must be pretty exciting for you, I can imagine. Mate, it's uh, after the win against the Gold Coast, we were we were in sixth spot, and I was like, "How good's this? We've got a home final if the season ended right now." Um, but <laughs> we uh, we slid down to seventh by the end of the round. But that's all right. We'll uh, we'll happily take that four rounds in. Mate, there's still about another nineteen rounds of football to go. That's don't, all right. Don't let your head blow up. Bring back much. COVID. Stop the season and then <laughs> go straight to finals. Uh, but no, it was a it was a good round of footy. Did you enjoy it? Apart from obviously the Tigers on Friday night, but no, you know what? I even enjoyed the game on Friday night. Um, obviously, the loss is a bit disappointing, but I thought it was a good game of footy all around. I'm sure for a mutual fan, it would have been pretty exciting. But um, no, I did enjoy the round of footy. Um, I guess a few results again that we didn't really expect, like St Kilda beating West Coast. I didn't see that coming. So it's keeping us on our toes this year, footy. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, just touching on that West Coast game. That, what a, what a capitulation by the Eagles. Um, they only kicked one, I think, one point after the, after their their goal on halfway through the third quarter or something, wasn't yeah. something crazy like that. Well, I looked yeah. at the scoreboard at one point um, after the game, and I think it was about ten minutes to go in the third quarter. Um, yeah, from then to the end of the game, they kicked one goal, a uh, one point, ridiculous. Which is yeah, nuts. They didn't yeah. score at all in the last quarter, so bizarre. Saints, as bad as West Coast did look in that period, Saints looked elite, didn't they? They were, they were back to like what we expected St Kilda to be this season. Well, that's it. And I think after last week getting demolished by the Bombers, they really had to, you know, they had to do that. They had yeah. to show something because people were starting to lose faith in them. Yeah, absolutely. So that's huge for the Saints because if they dropped that one, they would have been, yeah, one and three and really looking, it would have been tough for them to really recover their season from there with um, with a really hard run. But they, I think they've got Richmond this week as well. So huge win for them. And again, it just goes back. We spoke about it last week with West Coast and Port Adelaide being flat track bullies. And I think that point's been proven yet again. Well, there you go. I was quick to sort of, you know, say you're a little bit off the mark there. Mm. But I think, yeah, after seeing this as well, then, yeah, it stands to be proven. I mean, Port beat Richmond, so I think maybe not so much with them, but West Coast definitely. Yeah. And away from home, they can't do it. They can't do it. They can't do it. So it's a bit of con- a bit of a concern for them. Um, you know, I mean, if you want to win premierships, you've got to be able to play in Melbourne as an interstate team. So, I mean, uh, they did win the flag you know, a couple of years ago, but... Um, who knows how many more they could have won if they were able to play better down here. Oh, I'll imagine if all the grand finals or finals were held mm. in Perth. Yeah. Well, imagine if you know, last year when the AFL were choosing where to put the finals in the grand final, they chose Perth. You would have thought West Coast would have won it. Well, you'd quite think easily. so. But then in saying but that, then Collingwood they, did they beat did them over there. They lose to Collingwood, so didn't they? Jeez, yeah. Who they they play each other this weekend as well. So, so exciting. Yeah. Um, another team that has... Well, for me, they've gone a bit under the radar so far. They're four and zip. The Melbourne Football Club. I think they could be the real deal this year, according to a lot of their supporters anyway. Wow, it doesn't take much to get a Melbourne supporter <laughs> thinking they're the real deal. Just win a game and they get on, get all up and about. But no, yeah, I think you're right. Um, I mean, they beat Geelong pretty convincingly, 25 points. And they're 4-zip, like you said. They're playing really, really good footy. And they've still got a couple of players to come back into the team. Ben Brown's playing pretty well, played pretty well in the VFL on the weekend. So 
is going to be another big inclusion for them. And honestly, yeah, I do. I do think they have a solid chance of being the real deal. Still slightly too early for me. Um, but knocking off a team like Geelong sort of puts a bit of a stamp of authority, I reckon. Yeah, I think, yeah, still way too early. And But you just got players like Petrarca who are just sort of, you can just see that they're back to their best. Um, even Ed Langdon on that wing is um, turning into be an elite player. And yeah, look, they've got the talent there and it all seems to be coming together for them so far. But yeah, need to see a lot more of them um, before we can really call them the real deal this year. Um, as excited as Melbourne supporters are being, I think they just need to hold firm, especially where the hurt that they've been given over the last couple of decades. I think they just need to just pump the brakes on it, just for now. Well, yeah, I think just for now. But in saying that, look, the form that I've seen so far, I mean, they've they've played a few easier sides. I mean, they've beat, who have they beaten? They've beaten GWS. They beat St Kilda when St Kilda was in that bit of a slump. They beat Frio. Um, and then I guess now that and now they've beaten Geelong, which mm, is that's, that's like I said, one. that's yeah. their biggest one. But that's huge. I mean, the grand finals from last year, and Geelong on the other hand have now lost to a couple of sides that they probably should have beaten. And you know Adelaide being round one and now losing at Melbourne. Yeah. Um. So I re- no, I do think Melbourne are going to be good, and their look their form is looking almost very similar to how it did in twenty eighteen when they made a prelim. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they're they're back to that that twenty eighteen form. And for me, I think they'll definitely play finals. Um. But whether they can you know finish in the top four or Go on to play in a grand final will uh, will be um, yet to be seen, but yeah, I think they should be they should be playing finals this year with the way they've started. Um, a team that probably won't be playing finals this year is Collingwood. Wow, <laughs> wow, 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 Collingwood! Jeez. I don't know. Uh, anyone see <coughs> that? Me. Anyone see that coming on Saturday night? No, I, def- I definitely didn't. Um, I mean, from what we've seen from GWS as well, mm. you really didn't expect them to f- uh, to show much, but Collingwood would just showed well, nothing really. Oh, poor. They were very poor. And I guess it stands a question now. You have, like we've spoken about before, you've got players at Collingwood have gotten rid of playing some really good footy. I mean, Jaden Stevenson's playing pretty well, even though he's at North and not winning many games. And you've got Adam Trawl on the other end that the Bulldogs have, um, you know, four and zip at the moment. And he's playing some pretty good footy. And they've kept some other guys, like Dugowie, for example, who's really not, you know, lifting and playing to the reputation that he's given himself for some reason. Um, yeah, I, I've always thought he's overhyped. He, yeah. he, he, no, look, he can. He's got the talent and the ability. He'll stand up in big games occasionally, and he'll kick three in the last quarter, and you know, win Collingwood the game. But then he'll go missing for three weeks. Mm. And I mean, a lot of people compare him to players like. Well, I mean, Dusty's one, but I don't know. I honestly, I only believe that's because of the tattoos and stuff, because <laughs> the ability is nowhere near yeah. there. But then another one is a bit is, is Toby Green and. Toby Green, I think, should be disrespected by that. I mean, he kicked five on the weekend, I'm pretty sure, didn't he? And yep. yeah. Toby Green's a much better player than Dugowie. Yeah, and he does it consistently, Toby Green. It's not once in a blue moon or yep. whenever he feels like he can be bothered. So I think Colin would have really got a decision to make in terms of some of these players like Dugowie who aren't quite giving them what they um, you know, what they what they should be. Yeah. He played one good half, um, which was against Carlton in round two. And apart from that, he hasn't really been cited really. So um, but yeah, but you, then you look at you know, the, yeah the comparisons with Dusty. But Dusty took a long time to get to that you know, best player in the competition status, didn't he? he so did. you probably got or well, Dugowie's probably got a couple two to three years left until you know that that stage of his where he's at his peak. Um, so he's still pretty young, but yeah, I, don't, I think the comparisons are, are a bit ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, you'd always, people are always going to compare players and whatnot. Mm. Um, they're different players as well. Everyone compares them, I think, because now Dusty's gone forward a lot more and Dugowie's yeah. primarily a forward. Um, but I think at the moment, Dugowie just needs to work on his fitness a little bit because he doesn't appear as fit as he probably could be. But, you know, 
Yeah. It's easy to say from the outside. So, what are we? Uh, what are we thinking about the pies? Go from on. What, from what I've seen, yeah, but it's Collingwood in, in the mm. same token. It's Collingwood, and they can easily turn that season around and you know win the next three or four, and all of a sudden they're right yeah. back up there. That's what they do, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So I mean, they've always been a good side where they can do that. So look, from what I'm seeing and what I have seen, no, I think yeah, I think they're kind of out of it, but they're that quick. They could easily turn it around. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's an unknown with Collingwood for me. It is, it is. And that, going into this season, they were always going to be an unknown. Um, no one really knew what to expect with them. Everyone sort of, well, people did pick them to slide, but they were still an unknown because they've still got some quality players in their team. Um, but, geez, yeah, apart from that round two game against the Blues, um, and even the round three game against Brisbane where they got they lost after the siren, they were pretty good. But, geez, you can't be losing, especially with the injuries that GWS have. They shouldn't. They lost, but ended up losing by like 20, 30 points, wasn't it? Something yeah, like it was. That. It yeah. was a convincing loss. It wasn't yeah. like they. Um, they just like it wasn't like the Brisbane one. It was thirty points. Mm. Yeah, so exactly. So that's that's concerning for them. And at home. Yeah, at the G. Um, so that's concerning, and yeah, Nathan Buckley's copped a bit of heat as well. People saying that he might not survive the season. Um, I mean, that's been going on for a while now. That sort of talk. Uh, it happens as soon as a club starts to. Especially a club like Collingwood. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. As soon as a club, especially a big club like Collingwood, your Richmonds, your Carlton's, Essendon, even as soon as a club starts to waver and show a little bit of, I don't know, like they're going on, they're going down, um, the calls to get rid of the coach start coming mm. in red hot, and it's happened to Buckley before. And then, if I'm not mistaken, I think the last time it happened the year after, we got him into a grand final. Yeah. So yeah, he's been there before. Yeah, yeah it's it's they they can be quick to turn it around. Like I said, I think it's a bit ridiculous. I think Collingwood really, if they want to show faith in him, they should be signing him up. Yeah, ASAP. Yeah, it was only yeah, it was only two years ago where they were hailing Buckley as like the Messiah. There, you know, he was the one that could connect with all the players emotionally and um and was like that that savior that got him to that grand final and um should have got him to another grand final the year after when they lost the GDW. Funnily enough, they lost the GWS in that prelim. Um, so, yeah, one or two bad seasons. I mean, yeah, it just depends how bad they do go. Over. I mean, the next month, next month to six weeks is huge for them to see what happens with Buckley and, and the club. Well, it's a big test. It's a really big test. They need to start winning some games. And, you know, even the ones that they lose, they're going to show a bit of fight and a bit of competition because I didn't really see much against the Giants. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll uh, we'll see how that plays out. Um, the Crom. The Crom. Go Crom. <laughs> the Crom in the Swamp. <laughs> They're looking. I mean, they that. Yeah, they did beat North Melbourne, which is uh, almost a free hit these days. But I mean, they they're they're three and one. That for a team that lost their first thirteen games last season, they've. I think I saw something. They've like they've won six of their last eight games. So Pretty ridiculous, isn't is that it? One of the quickest rebuilds you've ever seen. Wow. <laughs> I want like I, like we've said about other clubs. I want to see how the rest yeah. of the season goes. But at this stage, yeah, it has been. Mm. It's um. We've got the best forward in the comp. The well, moment. the way Texas playing, yeah. yeah, it's remarkable the way they've turned it around. And um, I mean, Rory Sloan's now injured for a couple of weeks, but yep. it didn't, it didn't show on the weekend. Like you said, they played North, but I mean, it's easy to put your head down against those sort of teams and take it easy. But they still beat them by 40, 41 mm. points. Yeah. So it was no one hundred and twenty eight that the Bulldogs dished out yeah. the week before. But I'm pretty sure geez, they kicked good. they kicked eight goals in the last quarter as well. So they absolutely put the foot down and and ran away with it. So. We, which is what Crow supporters will want to see. Yeah. Because you don't want to see your team just sort of give up. You mm. want to see that sort of, you know, put foot to the throat mentality. Yeah, exactly. They, they look really good. And they've got an absolute young superstar in Lockie Scholl as well, um, who seems to be an absolute steal. I think he was 
what pick was he? Late 60s or something a couple of years ago. So. It was something up there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I just put him in my super coach team, actually. Mm. So I hope he can continue that form. Yeah. So he got the Rising Star nomination for this round, and deservingly so. He, he played really well. So they've got a good young team there, the Crows, and we'll uh, be interesting to see how they go over the next few weeks, uh, whether much. they can keep it up. But yeah. Well, on Scholl as well, he's probably stiff enough to get a Rising Star nomination earlier if it wasn't for Sydney's youth at the moment, yeah. winning, uh, getting three nominations yeah, in a row. Exactly. So. Yeah, he's been a bit stiff, but no, nah, great to great to see him finally get rewarded. Yeah, exactly right. Um, your mate Chris Scott, what's he what's he what's he got to say for himself now? Well, I think I think it's all stemmed from I think were there rumors or talks about Brad Scott potentially coaching again or something like that, and Chris Scott basically came out and said I wouldn't want him to do it. Coaching isn't a great job, which I mean, why it's probably why, not. But why are you doing it? Yeah, no, Geelong look, supporters wouldn't want to hear that. No, that's the thing, right? Like, it's probably not a good job. I mean, from the outside as well, looking in, like, you're constantly getting criticised. As soon as your team starts playing bad, you know, you get threatened to lose your job, essentially, or you get people calling for you to lose your job. Like, that's not an easy an easy lifestyle, I guess. And it's full on. It's 24-7. You never get a break. So I can understand where he's coming from in the sense that it doesn't sound like a great job. I mean, the money would be great, you know. So, I mm. mean, it depends how you look at it. But... In saying that as well, yeah, as a Geelong supporter, you wouldn't want to hear that. I know for me, if Damien Hardwick came out and said, nah, coaching's coaching's a shit job, you know, mm. I'd be like, well, let's get someone in who enjoys coaching. Yeah, someone who's passionate about it. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, and well, not that it, not that I think this has anything to do with Geelong's um, form recently, but they're not playing the way they'd probably like to be at the yeah. moment. And then when you've got your coach coming out as well saying, ah, coaching's not great, well... Yeah, it's not a good look. It's not. And it probably um it probably explains all the sooking and complaining he does as well, doesn't it? Wow, yeah. I mean mm. he does a, I do a lot Geelong. Did yeah. you see uh did you see Joel Selwood on the weekend complaining about a high, the high, high tackle? Yeah. Oh my I've seen it all. The irony. <laughs> <laughs> if only he knew. Uh, is he is he seen those statistics where, yeah. you know, they've come out and have shown the most the players with the most free kicks and he's had by far the most yeah. in the last decade? This very rich coming from Joel Selwood, that's for sure. Of all people. Speaking <laughs> of free kicks, actually, did you see the list that SEN put I, I out? I thought you might bring this up, actually. Did you see the list that SEN put <laughs> out? It wasn't on the run sheet, but I thought you'd bring it up. Oh, I, th- I just thought of it then. I, I was going to write on the run sheet and I forgot all about it, but I've just been reminded... <laughs> Did you see which team was sitting bottom last of that free kick ladder with the, the least free kicks awarded to them this season? No, please inform me, Quinn. Oh, let's see. Uh, <laughs> if you haven't guessed already, it's the team that wear the yellow and black. And uh, uh, look, there was a few... Uh, look, every team cops it, and you can't blame losses on the umpires. That's what I believe anyway. I mean, even for me, you look at some of the decisions that weren't paid or were paid um, against Port Adelaide on Friday night, and it was that one where Robbie Gray was, in my eyes, clearly out of bounds, snaps it into the goal square, they kick a goal out of it, and we lose by two points at the end of the game. Now, if they had to pad that out of bounds, it still would have been a completely different ball game. You can't say we would have won, but it's things like that that do frustrate mm. you. And I don't want to be an umpire basher, but <clears throat> in general, do you think that the umpiring has probably been a little bit worse this year than what we've seen recently? Or maybe is this just me being a bit of a silk because we've lost two in a row? There's b- there has been a lot of very bad decisions this season, but I don't know. Is it because we haven't had footy <coughs> for a while that we're just like, oh, okay, here we go, the umpires again, you know? Yeah. I mean, like, every season there's always umpiring issues or something going on with the umpires, but um, I think it's probably more highlighted now because a lot of these bad decisions are happening in crucial moments of the game, like that Robbie Gray one and 
even the Basha Huli one, which you would talk about. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like it's um things like that that were ha- that are happening in crucial parts of the game is probably getting um amplified more. But I think umpiring poor umpiring decisions have been there for a long time. But maybe it's because the rules keep changing and it's hard for them to keep up. Well, I was about to say that. They don't have an easy job. Mm. I mean it's like going, imagine going to work every day yeah. and what you did yesterday all of a sudden isn't yeah. the same as what you're gonna do the next day. How are you ever gonna get good at your job? Exactly. I mean like I said, I couldn't do the job. I know that for a fact. I couldn't deal with the criticism mm. either. Um, but yeah, maybe, I, like you said, I think it's just because it's been in crucial moments, like the Zach Bailey one against Geelong. Yeah. I mean, come on, man. That was holding the ball yeah, and he had exactly. the week and they missed it. So it's little things like that that do frustrate you as a fan. But I guess it's all a part of footy, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, your whole life, all you know is really mm. getting upset with what the umpires have done that's, you know. Would footy be as fun if the umpiring was perfect? Probably not because yeah. there's nothing to suck yeah. about. Nothing for Essendon supporters to blame losses <laughs> on. So. Exactly right. All right, let's move on to uh, the round five games, uh, all kicking off on Thursday night between St Kilda and Richmond at Marvel Stadium. This has turned out to be a massive game now. The Tigers uh, coming off two losses in a row and then the Saints coming off a, a huge win. So, geez, you wouldn't want to lose this game. The loser of this game could be in a bit of um, bit of trouble. Well, yeah, definitely. And the well, the worst part for Richmond as well is that um, St Kilda's always been a little bit of a bogey mm. team for Richmond so at, at, at Marvel, Marvel yeah. which, mind you, I hate going to Marvel, mm. especially now the roof's always closed. I'm yeah. not a fan of it. But anyway, it's n- neither here or there. Story for another day. Yeah, story for another day. Neither here or there. But um, yeah, like you said, massive, massive game. And we're heading in favourites and you'd expect us to win, but I expected us to beat Sydney too. And look mm. what happened there. And St Kilda's so up and down this season. I don't know what which team is going yeah. to come out into the ground and who we're going to be playing. So it'll be interesting to see. Um, I think we'll still get it done. I think we need to. And like I heard Damien Hardwick say the other day, Richmond played pretty well when their backs are sort of, yep. not that they're against the wall, but, you know, we've lost two in a row and the question marks are starting mm. to be raised. So I think we'll probably put in a good performance and hopefully get the job done. Yeah, I think, yeah, you're too good of a team to uh, to drop this one. And But in saying that, you, you guys just know how to cruise through this time of the year and then, get yourselves right for the for the main part. So even if you do drop this one, I don't think it's alarm bells, um, especially against the Saints at Marvel, who are very hard to beat at Marvel. Um, but saying that, I think the Tigers will be too good. Yeah, well, I was yeah. going to say, we don't have an easy fixture coming up, so we mm. really got to start winning a couple games. Yeah, probably we, won't make, we won't make the eight if we just yeah, keep cruising. You can't afford so. to just yeah, cruise too much, can you? Yeah, yeah. that's it. you got to find the perfect balance. Yeah. Uh, Friday night, we've got West Coast and Collingwood at Optus Stadium. Um, the yeah, the rematch of last year's epic elimination final. Um, don't think it's going to be like that this time around. West Coast will be breathing fire after their loss last week. So yeah, I think Adam Simpson would have really kicked it up yeah. after the, what they showed in the last well, half of that game, really. Um, no, West Coast of mine quite yeah. comfortably, I think, over there. Yeah, yeah, quite comfortably, especially coming off off a loss as well. So they'll uh, get the job done there. And then, yeah, Collingwood geez, it could really put them into a lot of trouble. Uh, Saturday afternoon, we've got Bulldogs and the Gold Coast at Marvel. Um, geez, not much to say here. I think the Bulldogs should get that job done pretty comfortably. They're going to be five and zip if they win this weekend. Mm. That's huge for them. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, everyone expected the Bulldogs to be pretty good this year, but five and zips, yeah, pretty higher than what everyone thought, isn't it? Oh, I think so. I mean, you don't really expect many teams to start the season five and zip. Mm. That's impressive for any side. Um, even if you you know you won the grand final the year before, whatever, you, that's really impressive. So good on the dogs, and I'll be really happy with the performances they've been showing lately. And yeah, I think. I think they'll uh, beat Gold, Gold Coast quite comfortably. Yeah. Uh, the Battle of the Bridge, the Sydney Derby. The Swam. Yeah, the Swam. <laughs> Swam up against the Giants uh, later that day. It's going to be a good game, especially you know, the way GWS played last week. 
But yeah, the Swans they're still undefeated and they're looking looking very good. Another team I'm expecting to be five and zip at the end of this round. Yeah, um, it's hard to say because like we that we've been sort of talking the Giants down most of the season. You know they've been fairly disappointing, but then they had a very good win over Collingwood at the G. So who know? You never know. But yeah, now nah, for me, Swans. I think their young list is going to hold up, especially in this early part of the season. Yeah. Um, when they've still got fresh legs and they're still raring to go, yep. and they just love winning, and then you can see that they love winning. Yep. So. I reckon they're going to get it done again. I was going to mention that actually earlier about the Swans. Everyone's talking about them being locks for finals. They're four and zip. They're looking great. But for me, they're not. I mean, they, they are looking great, but I don't think they're a lock for finals. They're super young. They've got that early season excitement. You never know. They could run out of legs. So I'm not locking them in like a lot of people are. No, I'm the yeah. same as you. I, I wouldn't. I mean, to, to be fair, I don't lock many teams in, especially the way the comp is at the moment. But yeah, no, nah, the, the Swans, I'm not locking in. I think they're a good chance, definitely. Yeah. They keep up this form. But like you said, they're just too young and I guess unpredictable at the moment to know what's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, but they've, they've shown really good signs. And Absolutely. You can only, you know, you can only play with what you dealt. Yeah. And at this stage, they're four and zip. So yeah. they're doing all the right things to get there. But yeah, I, I wouldn't say a lock just yet. Yeah. All right, Saturday night, we've got Carlton and Port Adelaide at the MCG. It's going to be an absolute beauty, this game. Um, you guys love playing Port. Yeah, we do. We do. We should have beaten them. Well, we owe them one after last year with that Robbie Gray goal after the siren. Um, but, yeah, we're coming in, in in pretty good form, and so are they. Um, they're not as good away as they are at home, and, and we're much better at the MCG. So it's going, to be a, it's going to be a good game, I reckon, Saturday night. It should be. And, look, I say this most times Carlton play and we, we preview them, but if Carlton come out with the you know the form that we've seen recently, um, I think they'll be fine and it will be a really good game. But if they give Port a sniff mm. early, yeah. I think... Because um, we all know that... I mean, you'd know better than anybody that Carlton in previous years have had a tendency to play catch-up footy. Yeah. I think if you give Port a sniff and you're playing catch-up with them... They're going to struggle. Yep. If they come out of the blocks, like they have the last two rounds, and I've seen some good things, I think, yeah, it'll be a really good game. I'm still going to go Port just because of their mm. experience, um, you know, and, I mean, they're, they're, they're just such a good side, Port Adelaide. But if Carlton come out playing strong footy, it, yeah, it'll be, uh, it could be anyone's game. Yeah. And I think we can't afford to let Port Adelaide start good and, and silence our crowd because the MCG is going to be rocking with, you know, fifty to 60,000 Carlton supporters. So it's going to be... Um, it's going to be like Adelaide Oval is for them. It's going to be like that for us. So we can't let Port Adelaide start quick and silence our crowd because um, then that you, know, you can't afford to play catch-up against a team like Port Adelaide. So um, I think if we start well, keep up with them for the majority of the game, then who knows what's going to happen. Um, I'm really looking forward to the uh, Charlie Dixon, Jacob Wiedering slash Liam Jones matchup. So That'll be really good. All three players are in ripping form. Liam Jones is arguably... All Australian fullbacks and halfback at the moment. Well, the way he's playing, yeah, yeah. definitely. The amount of intercept marks he's yeah. taking too. Yeah, it's so impressive. he's been huge. So that's going to be that's probably going to be the most important matchup of the of the of the game. If whoever wins that one, pretty much wins the game, I think. So, be interesting. But yeah, I think Port just yeah, just because it's Port, I think they're just too good. Also on Saturday night, we have got Brisbane and Essendon at the Gabba. Um, Does the Gabba advantage here play a toll? Well, they haven't played at the Gabba in a month. Um, and then Essendon have been in pretty good form. So who knows? Like it's, a, it's actually a, a really hard game. Like you, you'd expect Brisbane to win because it's at the Gabba. But and is Brisbane. Yeah. So, But they haven't shown a lot this no, season. No, they haven't. They haven't. They haven't been that impressive at all. 
They've only their only winners come after the siren. That's so. yeah, that's right. So, I mean, look, maybe it's because they've been away from home. You know, they haven't had that home ground advantage. That, you know, like you said before, with the with Port Adelaide playing at home, you get all the Brisbane fans up there. You know, going off. So it could be a factor, but. I know they're the favourites going in as well, but I hate doing this. I think I'm going to have to tip the Bombers. No. I know. I don't think I've ever done that ever, even when I know that they're going to win. But the, the Bombers have been in really good form, and I think they're starting to get some confidence in those younger players. Um, and I haven't seen much from Brisbane. So, I mean, I'm only going by what I've seen so far. And this so far, I reckon Essendon have shown a bit more. Yep. No, that's fair. I'm going to go Brisbane just because they're back at the Gabba, and um, and they, they're desperate for a win. Though. They need a win if they want to you know, finish in the top four this season. So they need to start winning some games and I think they'll, this would be the perfect opportunity for them to do it. So, But if Essendon win this, poor boy. Oh, we're, gonna, we're not going to hear the end of it. Well, we're going to have to readjust our expectations on the Bombers this season if they can get up here. So, Yeah, not wrong. Yeah. All right, Saturday afternoon, we've got Adelaide and Frio at Adelaide Oval. This is another big chance for Adelaide to get another week. Can you imagine? I think they will as well. <laughs> I really think they will. They're loving that home crowd as well. And if Tex Walker gets onto a couple early, imagine the sound of the crowd yeah. at Adelaide Oval there. Yeah. And the Dockers are just going to, you know, mm. have their tail between their legs and Adelaide will run rampant, I reckon, if that happens. So yeah. I'm tipping the Crows for this one. I think they'll get up. Um, the Crom have been playing real good footy mm. and I think they're going to continue that form. Yeah, and Freo don't travel well either. So it's going to be... You'd think the Crows are going to be 4-1, and one, which is... Outrageous Scary. to think um, after the season they had last year. So, if you ask me at the beginning of the season before any games have been played, that if at the end of this round Adelaide would have more wins than Richmond, <laughs> I would have laughed. <laughs> I would have laughed at you. I know it's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, all right. Uh, also on Sunday we've got Hawthorne Melbourne at the MCG. Um, again, this is another chance for the D. So you'd expect three teams to be five and zip after this round. Which is unbelievable. I can't yeah. wait to one of these teams face each other. Yeah. I think it would be great. But, yeah. Um, yeah, another one for me, Melbourne should take this. You know, they're at the G. Um, all signs are just pointing at Melbourne to win, yeah. I guess. They've been playing a lot better footy than Hawthorne has. And I haven't seen enough from Hawthorne to convince me that they'd beat Melbourne. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I think Melbourne quite easily. Uh, the final game of the round is Geelong and North Melbourne <laughs> at GMHBA Stadium. Have you, have you looked at the sports bet ad, uh, odds for this? I've just looked at the odds. <laughs> For those wondering, the sports bet odds for this game so far have Geelong at a dollar three to North Melbourne's twelve dollars fifty. That's that's. I'm up all five yeah, bucks on North. Absolutely, <laughs> like Geelong haven't been that great. Haven't been fantastic. No. I mean, look, they're at home. Yeah, and North have been very fiver. Yeah, you're not going to lose much. Gamble responsibly, but you know, yeah, cheeky fiver. Cheeky fiver mightn't hurt. Um, you know, if you're willing to lose it, it's all good. But yeah. Nah, I mean, I can't mount any nah. sort of a case for North Melbourne, especially at GMHBA, yep. the Alphabet Stadium. And so. especially where Geelong are at the moment. They need, to, they need to start getting some wins. Exactly. Um, they need to turn their season around and, you know, yeah. hopefully try and get Chris Scott to enjoy coaching again. Yep, exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that is round five. Um, yeah, it's some big games to look forward to this weekend. It's, it's going to be a, a fun round. You are you heading to Marvel on Thursday night? I am. I am heading to Marvel. Yep. Um Missing footy training for it, so that we better Ooh, get up because it'll be disappointing if we yep. don't. Um, yeah, no, nah, I'm, I'm going to Marvel. My sister's a St Kilda supporter, one of them anyway, so it's always a bit of a f- tradition that we try to go all, to, all go to the game together. So yep. it should be good. Is Maddie's match as well? Uh, I'm is. pretty sure it is. is. Yep. I'm pretty sure it is. I actually haven't seen as much advertising as normal. Yep. Um, 
But yeah, no, I'm I'm pretty sure it is because it's always Maddie's match pretty early in the season yep. when we play. So yeah. Sweet. All right. Well, um, that is uh, that is us done for today. Um, it's been a, another great episode and a lot to talk about in footy as always. Um, but yeah, as we say every week, make sure you leave us a review, subscribe to us on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, all that. Um, as we say every week, and also our sponsors, we've got to thank them. Let's not forget this this episode. Nah, nah. Uh, so we got Million Ma. Yeah, we've got Million Ma, and we've got Retrojet Prince Go Ends. Woo. <laughs>